On February 24th at 10.15 p.m., I was robbed at gunpoint in Echo Park, which is a community in Los Angeles, California. While I am physically okay, I'm positive that I need some time mentally to heal and process what happened. What is going on, beautiful people? You are listening to the Affirmations for Black Girls podcast, where we focus on personal growth and cultivating a healthy relationship with ourselves. I am your host, Tyra, the creative actress, content creator, and mental health enthusiast. And today's episode is definitely a little different. I'm pretty sure you can hear it in my voice. Um, But as I said at the beginning of the episode, I was robbed at gunpoint, and I want to take you guys through my experience. So this is a trigger warning for any of you who are sensitive to these types of stories, but don't stop listening just yet. After we complete the affirmation of the week, I will be diving into my story. So you can cut off the podcast at that point if you would still like to enjoy this week's affirmation. So with that being said, this week's affirmation is... In every season, I am thankful, grateful, and protected. Let's really just drop in together. If you can close your eyes, close your eyes, and let's say this affirmation together and really believe every single word. In every season, I am thankful, grateful, and protected. In every season, I am thankful, grateful, and protected. In every season, I am thankful, grateful, and protected. In every season, I am thankful, grateful, and protected. In every season, I am thankful, grateful, and protected. Think about what each of these words mean to you. In every season, I am thankful, grateful, and protected. Let's say it one last time together. In every season, I am thankful, grateful, and protected. This affirmation is obviously very timely for me, and I was just reflecting on how grateful I am to still be alive and able to continue to live on God's green earth. So I know you may be wondering if I am okay, and I would honestly say I am okay physically, but emotionally, I think I'm still in a little bit of shock, and mentally, I know I have some work to do to process this entire situation. But one thing I want to make sure I am aware of is paranoia. I want to make sure that I do not allow my thoughts to make me paranoid. But y'all, I've never been in a situation like this or had an experience like this. So I'm going into this stage of my life with this new stage of my life with an open mind an open heart. And I continue to remind myself to be gentle because I've, I've never... <laughs> experienced anything like this before. And I don't really know what 
is in store for me because of this experience I have had. So what happened that night? And again, trigger warning, if you are sensitive to these types of stories, you can go ahead and skip to the end of the podcast where we still do our fun segment, or you can just wait for next week's episode. But what happened that night? So um, on February 24th, I went out to eat with a few friends in Echo Park at this place called Masa, which is a, a pizza place. And we had a great time. And this place is right off of Sunset Boulevard. If you're not familiar with the Los Angeles area, which is a pretty busy street, it had a lot of restaurants and a lot of people around. So typically when I'm in a situation where I'm going out to eat late at night, well, not even late, it was 8 p.m. We met at 8 p.m. Um, I will park in the parking garage attached to the restaurant or valet, that type of thing. This restaurant did not have valet. And the parking behind the restaurant was both lots were full. So I was forced to find street parking and I rode up and down um, Sunset for a couple of minutes. And I was like, okay, I'm now 10 minutes late. Let me just park one block over. So that's what I did. I parked about a block and a half over from the restaurant. And I walked to the restaurant. I was on the phone with... um, with someone while I was walking to the restaurant. And after dinner, I walked back to the car with, or I was walking back to the car with two friends. Um, So I was not alone. Felt pretty safe. I thought Echo Park to be a pretty safe neighborhood. And I'm not saying that Echo Park is inherently dangerous because dangerous things can happen anywhere. But we were walking back to our cars and just having um, a conversation about the projects that we were excited about. And out of the corner of my eye, I saw two guys, but I didn't, like I saw two, I knew that there were two men, but I didn't know anything beyond that. And they looked like they were a little hesitant, you know, but I was deep in conversation with my friends and I didn't realize that they were really acting weird until it was too late. So, While we were talking, we stopped at the crosswalk to make sure all the cars passed before we continued walking. And my car was literally like right there. Like we could see my car from where we were. Um, So I'm so glad that we did not make it all the way to my car. And no, my car was not stolen, but we did think it was. But the guys ran up on us and said, it was two guys, two Hispanic guys, um, ran up on us and said, give us everything you have. And they said it kind of low, so I didn't really know what they were saying. So I said, what? Because I thought in my head, I was like, oh, they're trying to show us something, trying to sell us something, whatever the case may be. So I said, what? And then the guy, the bigger guy closer to me pulls out his gun and says, give me everything you got. So when that happens, the third friend that was with us, um, she runs screaming at the top of her lungs down the street And that really scared me because in my mind, this guy with this gun pointed to me is about to turn around and point the gun towards her. Now, if he were to use that gun on her because she ran, 
he would then have to turn around and use that gun on me and my friend standing next to me. So I tried to stay calm in the situation and I did. I guess it was more so shock, but um, I stayed calm and I said, here, this is everything I have. He then patted me down very gently, actually, which was kind of weird. I really think this whole thing was, I don't think they've ever robbed anyone based on the interaction, but he patted me down, took everything that I had, but luckily my friend had um, his phone on him and he still had his keys. So the guys took my phone, my wallet, and my keys. And also in my bag was my AirPods, my Yeti water bottle that I just got for Christmas and, you know, cash and all of that stuff. My house key, every, every key, they took every key that I had. So I was really nervous that my car would be stolen. And I, so the way my building works, um, we don't have keys, we have fobs and it says where I live on the fob. So they have my license, they have where I live and they have my key to my car. So that was kind of stressful to think of that in that situation, but they took everything I had. They ended up letting the friend that ran away, they just let her run away. Thank God. Um, and they just took my other friends, the guy that was still standing there with me, they took his, um, his wallet, but he still had his phone and his key. So we went to his car and we called the other friends that were out to eat with us who had parked somewhere closer to the restaurant. And we ended up calling the police, filing a police report, all of that stuff. Um, but the thing that pissed me off in the entire situation, where well, there are a few things. I mean, the situation as a whole is, you know, very frustrating, a very frustrating situation to be in. But when the guys ran off, they were laughing as if it were funny, as if, but anyways, they ran off laughing and they had my phone. So we, when we called the police, we tried to track my phone. They ditched my phone somewhere on the freeway. And I actually went to look for my phone, but it was in like a ditch where I couldn't get to the phone. So phone is lost. I still don't have a phone right now as I'm recording this. And I've already ordered another one. So it is coming, but the entire interaction lasted for y'all, I would say a minute. And like I said, I don't think these guys were experienced in robbing because they were so hesitant. Um, they were so low in their voice. And the way he patted me down was like he was afraid to touch me. Um, there was also other people around, which was very, very weird. So after people had saw that that happened, people asked, oh my God, are you okay? And it's like, <laughs> I mean, I know you don't necessarily, I'm not saying to intervene in situations like that, especially if someone has a gun, but people asked of us if we were okay. And I personally didn't say anything. I was in shock at the time. And we just walked to my friend Riley's car and called our other friends. And then the police came, filed a police report, did that whole thing. Um, so yeah, that's my experience. And I keep just replaying it in my head over and over about what I could have done different. 
assessing it, you know, but at the end of the day, everything does happen for a reason. And I'm just grateful that I am alive. I still have my life. All of that stuff can be replaced. That's not the most important thing at all by any means. And that's honestly how I felt in the situation. I wasn't like, oh my God, my phone, oh my God, my wallet, Um, canceled all my cards, all of that. It took a while, but, (laughs) and also um, if you guys are not already subscribed to the podcast, I do offer bonus content for subscribers. I will go into a little more detail about how I was feeling in that moment um, and some more thoughts for some bonus content. So if you have not subscribed, you can click the link in the show notes of this episode. Um, it's $4.99 a month and you get all types of amazing bonus features in addition to your weekly episodes for Affirmations for Black Girls. But yeah, I was robbed at gunpoint and I never thought something like that would happen to me. So whether I like it or not, after revisiting the event that happened, I have some trauma from it. So where do I go from here? Well, I used to use this service called BetterHelp, and I don't use this service anymore because my therapist from BetterHelp has her own private practice that actually takes my insurance. And BetterHelp does not take insurance. They do offer financial aid, but they don't take actual insurance plans. So I decided to move from the platform because it was not covered by my insurance. But if you do not know what BetterHelp is, it's an online platform that allows you to talk to a therapist or a licensed counselor in the comfort of your own home. You fill out a survey and you get connected to a therapist or counselor in a day or two. And this episode is in no way sponsored by BetterHelp, but one of the things I loved most about BetterHelp was the groupinars. The first one that I actually ever attended was about understanding our trauma and PTSD. But if you'd like to learn more about BetterHelp, I put a link down in the show notes and you can click on it and see if it will work for you. I know I really wanted to do BetterHelp because I had never been to therapy in person and I wanted to start in the comfort of my own home so it wasn't too overwhelming for me. So in this group in our own trauma, I learned that there's a part of your brain that records the trauma because the brain wants to remember it all so it can keep you safe in the future. Our brain says, I can't process it now, so I'm going to put it away, but we will come back to it later. And I think that this is why I keep re-experiencing the situation and analyzing it and thinking of ways to survive if it happened again. But all in all, everyone has experienced trauma in some way. Some people have experienced more acute trauma, while some people have had to deal with a lot of trauma. But I wanted to share with you the three types of trauma really quickly. And my incident falls into the first type, which is acute trauma, which results from a single incident, like being robbed at gunpoint. Then there is chronic trauma, which is repeated and prolonged, such as domestic violence or abuse. And lastly, there is complex trauma, which is exposure to varied and multiple traumatic events, often of an invasive or interpersonal nature. So again, where do I go from here, Tyra? How do I move forward? Because I still live in LA. I still have places to go. A quick incident has left a mark on my life and I have to figure out how to navigate this almost new reality. So the first step for me is to realize that this will take time to heal from completely. And even though I may not have PTSD or be up crying all night and day, 
this thing affected me. And I'm not the same tired that I was before 10, 15 p.m. on Thursday, February 24th. So I did some research on the stages of trauma, and this is what I found. The first stage is denial, thinking, oh my God, this can't be happening. And at this stage, for me, it lasted a couple of hours. Then anger is the next stage. Why did this have to happen? And I think I passed through this stage relatively quickly as well. But the next stage is bargaining, where it's like, I promise I'll never ask for another thing, only if you will do this, or if I can just have this, then I promise, you know, that sort of thing. And for me, this looked like, okay, God, what do I need to do differently to make sure that this doesn't happen again in my life? I want to have a great life. And how can I make sure I am good for the rest of my days on this earth? Then there's depression, which is just a gloom that comes from having to adjust to so much so quickly. And that's where I'm at. I'm not depressed, y'all. I'm just a little gloomy over the situation. And I think I'm still in this stage because I haven't yet replaced things like my phone, my wallet, or my car keys. And the replacement process is very stressful and overwhelming, to be completely honest. But I am looking forward to being in the last step, which is acceptance. And that is a never ending stage. I hear people say things like grief or processing traumatic events aren't a straight path to acceptance or a straight line. Just because you have passed one stage doesn't necessarily mean you won't go back to it. And it doesn't mean that going back to it is a bad thing or that you're regressing. Just because you didn't experience any anger but you have already bargained, doesn't mean that anger won't come at a different time. I think the acceptance portion is truly accepting that this is your new reality in whatever way it may come. It's not aligned with an end goal. I believe that it's a circle, a circle with resting points, I guess. If you did not know, I have a YouTube channel and it's called Tired of the Creative. And lately I've been getting a lot more questions on my channel about the safest areas to stay in in Los Angeles, whether you are moving here or just visiting. And before last week, Echo Park was on my safe list. But here's the thing. Like I said, anything can happen anywhere. And it's important to be aware of your surroundings and stay abreast on current events. I used to hate the fact that <laughs> my grandparents had the news on all day. I would just feel like, oh my gosh, why is there so much you know, negativity and fear being spewed into this, this house because of the news? you know? And now I'm like, that's smart because I personally felt that I was underprepared for the situation that happened. Out here, there are apps like the Citizen app and Nextdoor that people use here in LA to stay on top of what's going on in your community. And I deleted both of them because it was so much bad things happening. I didn't want to become paranoid and just think that my day was going to end up bad. I was fearful. But apparently, there has been an increase in armed robberies in the Los Angeles area. And I would have known that had I had the Citizen or Nextdoor app and had been receiving those notifications. Now, of course, I can't say that alone would have stopped me from getting robbed, but I was completely thrown off by the encounter. And I probably would have parked on Sunset or had a friend 
um, drive me directly to my car if I had known that this was increasing in this area. And I would have parked on Sunset, which I said is a major role with a lot of continuous foot traffic. And that would have inherently kept me safe walking to my car. So I've been thinking of some things that I can do to try to keep myself safe here in the Los Angeles area. And if you also live in a big city or not even necessarily a big city, if you travel alone, everybody, to be completely honest, because it in this day and age, it honestly does not matter. So some things that I am going to start implementing and making sure that I am doing to keep myself safe here in Los Angeles is when I go out, you know, no matter what time of day, to be completely honest, but especially in the evening or nighttime, I'm going to valet park my car. If they have valet, I'm going to valet park it. And I don't care how much it costs because it's not worth my life. And if there is no parking, I'm going to Uber. And if you can't, this is what I'm saying to myself, Tyra, if you can't afford an Uber, then stay at home because it's not worth my life. The next thing I'm going to do is to always walk with friends. I know I was walking with two friends when this happened, but I could have been walking alone to my car, just like when I walked to the restaurant. It was already dark when I walked to the restaurant, y'all. Like, can you imagine if that happened when I was walking alone to the restaurant? I would have been, oh my, I don't even know. I don't even want to, you know, think about what state I would have been in mentally if that would have happened to me walking alone. Um, the next thing, like I said, get a friend to drive me to my car or always get dropped off right in front of the place you're going to. The next thing, walk with pepper spray in your hand, ready to go. And the crazy thing is I have pepper spray on my keys and I normally walk with it in my hands, but when I'm walking with friends, I don't. And that is not good. Regardless of if you're walking with friends or not, Keep those same routines that you have to keep yourself safe. Keep that pepper spray in your hand. Just because you're with friends doesn't mean you can put your pepper spray up. Also, keep your keys on your person, um, like in your bra, you know, or an inside pocket. That's how my friend Riley got to keep his keys and his phone. His keys and his phone were in an inside pocket of his jacket. I didn't have any pockets on me, so I had everything in a little canvas tote bag. So they just took my bag. Put your keys around your bra strap. Like put the, you know, the the key ring around your bra strap and just carry the keys that you need. Because I lost my mailbox key, my post office key, um, keys to my home back in Louisiana. Like all of those keys are gone. And all I needed on me was my car key at the time. The next thing, especially in a big city. Don't carry a bag if you don't have to. I did not have to have that bag with me. I didn't have to lose my water bottle. I didn't have to lose my AirPods. Don't carry a bag if you absolutely do not have to. And at night, park in metered lots with lots of light. And like I said, if those lots are full, valet park. And if then, get somebody to drop you off. But always think about the safest option for you at that time. Also, don't sit in your car once you get in it. Drive off, go home, don't sit on your phone, don't even set up your GPS. I don't even do that. Like when I get in my car, I'm driving and I'm pressing home. I have my GPS set up to press go home and I do that while I'm driving. I don't sit in my car and just have my phone down, not paying attention to my surroundings. I'm very, very cognizant of that. 
And then the last thing that I've been thinking about and I'm definitely going to do is to take a self-defense class, know how to defend myself. And I may even go a little further than that. Who knows? But I know for a fact that this guy who had this gun on me did not know what he was doing. You could tell by his body language, his voice, everything. I could have taken his gun if I was trained to know how to take a gun from a person. Because if I would have just swatted that gun, it would have fell out of his hands, you know, because he was not holding it in a way where I couldn't take it from him. But I also, and I'm not telling y'all to go out there and do that. Lord knows I'm not. But I also know that if I was trained to do this, I could have done that. And I thought about that in this in that moment. I was like, damn, I really wish I knew how to take this gun from this person right now because they don't know what they're doing. I wasn't trying to go out there and test out the situation because my life is worth more than all of that. But if I would have been experienced in this or I was, if I was trained, it was something that could have been done. All right, you guys, we are about to lift the spirits just a little bit today. Um, Today's fun closing segment, we are going back into Solo Dolo, where I tell you guys a little bit about my dating life here in Los Angeles as a single black 27-year-old woman. Um, But y'all, this Solo Dolo is actually a little different, just like this entire episode is a little different. So I met this guy. I met him a while back. I've actually known him for a while now, guys. I've known him for over a year. And... Um, We went on a date back in November of last year. We went on our first date, then a second date. Then we just kept on dating. So I am dating this guy. He's not my boyfriend. Y'all slow down. He's not my boyfriend. And honestly, the, the reason for bringing him up in this solo dolo isn't necessarily to just talk about um, our dates and, you know, all of that stuff. But I really want to highlight just how supportive and how much he's been there for me during these things that have been happening lately. I, I've been going through some things y'all and I'm grateful for every experience, every situation, because it helps to grow me into the person that I am meant to be. But it's been a little stressful for your girl. It really has. And, um, I'm, I have talked about this more in the bonus content for the subscriber. So definitely Become a subscriber so you can get all of the content that your girl has for Affirmation of Black Girls. But um, one thing that has really been kind of stressful is my dog. So I have a dog. Her name is Lexi, and she is 18 years old. And she's getting pretty close to the end of her life. And it has been honestly taking a toll on me. And this guy that I've been talking to has been just so supportive. He he has just been there for me in a way that a guy hasn't been there for me before. Emotionally, physically, mentally, everything. He's just been so willing to do whatever he can to lighten my load. And that's very refreshing. He's really been showing up and showing out. And I'm excited to see where our relationship goes, no matter what. I'm just, you know, grateful for the time that I've already been able to spend with him. And hopefully I'm talking about him 
on, you know, the podcast a little more for a long time. You know, not a good time, but a long time. Who knows? We'll see. But yeah, he's really been showing up for me and I'm super grateful for that. So that is my update on Solo Dolo. And with that being said, y'all, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Um, Make sure that you join me again next week for another episode. We will be talking about something a little different than this week. It will be um, back to our regularly scheduled programming, but I really wanted to tell you guys what was going on with me um, and why I did not post the podcast on Sunday. I've really been working through these feelings and just trying to find a sense of normalcy after the series of events that happened on Thursday night. So make sure that you subscribe to the podcast, rate it, give us a glowing review, follow us on IG at Affirmations for Black Girls. And thank you all so much for listening. I'm glad you were here today and I'll talk to you next week.